Welcome to the Pre-Vet Pausecast. I'm Alex Avellino, your tour guide on the journey to becoming a veterinarian. Listen along as we provide you with tips, tricks, and tales on applying to veterinary school. Welcome back to the Pre-Vet Podcast. I'm Alex Avellino, and today we have one of my, I can't say favorite because I'm not supposed to have favorites, but one of my favorite veterinary students. She is a second year, just finishing up her second year, first semester, uh, and her name is Lindsay. Lindsay, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. You know, I picked Lindsay to be on this particular episode because I want it to be about happiness. Happiness in vet school, smiling through vet school. That's what this episode is called, smiling through vet school. Lindsay is always smiling. She has beautiful teeth. Um, But she's always smiling, and I think it's really important that we don't only tell students to be happy and try to be positive, but we're going to give you guys actual ways to be happier today. Yep. And Lindsay just told me before we started, she's like, oh, Alex, I have a favorite quote. Um, And I I think it probably defines her life. What's your favorite quote, Lindsay? Well, one of my role models is Buddy the Elf, and he always says, I just like smiling. Smiling's my favorite, and I always think about that, and if you know me well, you know I love Christmas, so that's kind of my mantra. She loves Christmas. She loves smiling, and I think it's really nice to have a role model who's someone fun. Yes. Like we said, Lindsay loves Christmas, and one of the most popular Christmas songs might be the 12 Days of Christmas, so we are going to give you all 12 happiness hacks. And I want to take this second to talk about one of my favorite podcasts and one of my role models is um, Gretchen Rubin, who writes a lot of books on happiness. She's written The Happiness Project. She's written Outer Order, Inner Calm. Some of you guys have heard of her. She has a podcast called Happier with Gretchen Rubin. I highly recommend it. She gives practical happiness tips for day-to-day life. And so I asked Lindsay to give practical happiness tips for vet school. We're going to give you guys 12 areas to work on for the year of 2020. Yep. You'll pick one of the hacks for each month in no particular order and try to work on them. Exactly. They always say that habits take like 21 days. So I find that if I focus on one habit a month, then I can focus on it for that time and then improve on something else the next month. So when we were going over the hacks, I asked Lindsay, like, how did you even come up with those? And she was talking about how when she first started vet school, you weren't super happy. Talk about that. Right. I When I first started vet school, I think I always thought of vet school as this like dark cloud or this beast that I was entering into. And for the first few weeks, I really just went to class all day, studied all night. I wasn't focusing on my mental health, my physical health, my relationships. And it was really just taking a toll on me overall. And I kind of got to this low point of, I can't do this for four years and this is not sustainable. And So I started working on different parts of my life. I didn't want to change everything at once, but I started focusing on whether it was the way I was eating or the way I was spending my time and focusing on each one of those things helped me to kind of figure out my groove in vet school. And granted, it took a lot of time and I'm still working on stuff and I'm still in my second year. But I think that I finally got to that point where I was like, I need to find a different way to do this vet school thing. And it would be wonderful if everyone listening came up with these now before even getting there. Exactly. We hope you will feel even more prepared to go to vet school and be successful in life and smile through it. So let's get started. Yes. Okay, so Lindsay, I wrote down your 12 hacks. I'm going to bring it up and you tell us how you inhabit that hack. Okay. Okay, so, and this, we picked... 
ones that Lindsay uses basically on a day-to-day basis. Right. Because you could try to tackle, you know, your month or your year, but why? You know, you're in the day-to-day with the vet school and everything's so present. Why not attack that? You have to take everything day by day. Correct. So let's start with when you wake up and you look in the mirror, what do you see? (laughs) I have this little post-it note Polaroid on my mirror that says, choose happy. And I love seeing that first thing in the morning because I think no matter what is coming at you in that day, whether you know it's coming like an exam or something unexpected, you always have the chance to choose happiness in your reaction to those things. So when I see that first thing in the morning, that puts my mindset in the right place for the day. Yeah. And and that's a huge um, tip for most practices of yoga and different things like start your day with an intention. So every day, Lindsay is intending to choose happiness. And I think it's cool that she establishes things are coming up that she knows are coming. So that exam, or there's going to be a lot of things that come your way in school and vet med that you can't prepare for. If you're already ready to choose happy, you're going to be much happier when those things happen. Exactly. And those two words kind of replay in my head all day. If something happens, I think choose happy, choose happy. So the first hack would be everybody get out a post-it note or some kind of something to remind you Pick your mantra, your intention, whether it's choose happy, whether it's keep smiling, whether it's take a breath, Yep. put it on your mirror where you're going to see it every day, put it on the dashboard of your car, whatever you need, and set a happiness intention. First thing before you see anyone else. Yes. You're looking in that mirror and you're telling yourself you're going to choose happy choose today. Happy. <laughs> I'm going to make you. Okay. So that is hack number one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're talking about daily habits and you're going to eat throughout the day and you're going to start with that. Talk about your meal prep. I, so I started meal prepping in the fall of my first year, and I started doing that because I realized it was taking so much time out of my day to make a different breakfast every morning, make a different lunch every night so I could pack it for school because we have really long days of lecture. So it makes it a lot easier when you just have your lunch ready, have your breakfast ready. So I started doing, I would freeze five different smoothies. I, mm. I would do this every Sunday, and I'd look forward to this too because it was like, one to two hours of just relaxing. I'd put on music and I would just cook and make smoothies. And so it's something I look forward to in itself, not just throughout the week. So I would make smoothies every Sunday and that's just a really easy thing to blend in the morning. And then I would make my lunches and I'd have whatever is left over from that day for dinner. Okay. And um, can you give an example of some of your favorite meals you've prepped? Yeah. I, one of my favorite meals is this chicken salad sandwich Mm. mix and my mom always has if I like something that my mom makes she'll always write down the recipe for me and send it back with me to school so I've made that one a lot that's kind of my go-to and it's really quick it's really easy and I always like to focus on healthy meals because Mm. instead of trying to make a decision to eat healthy three different times a day you know 21 times a week or however many times you eat um, it's easier to make a healthy decision for those two hours on a Sunday. And then that leads you throughout the week. Oh, that's, I love that. That's so true. <laughs> yeah. And really being proactive and not waiting for that moment when you're hungry, you're going to yep. be cranky and you're probably going to pick something that's a little bit more easy and convenient, yep. which is not going to be healthy typically. So if you've prepared on Sunday, and like you said, two hours is nothing, it's put nothing. on some fun music, mm-hmm. blend your smoothies, make your chicken salad, you are prepared. And then you don't have to make that option. And it's also going to help you financially. Yes. I I feel like I save a lot of money just because I buy everything in bulk. And I a lot of people think that eating healthier is more expensive. But if you're buying produce and simple foods, you're really not spending a ton of money. Yeah. And another random thing is I will always work out before I go to the grocery store because I feel oh. like people make better decisions about their eating after yeah. they work out. Oh, that's a really good idea because you're feeling fit. You don't yeah. want to cancel out what you just <laughs> exactly. did by buying a bunch of 
um, junk. So that's a good idea. Exactly. Okay. So we've given you two hacks right now. And I think the, like I said, the order doesn't matter, but so far I think the order is kind of working for me because if you pick your first month, January, to just start choosing happy and getting in that mindset, you're going to be set up for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. You guys need food to survive. So maybe <laughs> February is your meal prep month where you just really don't eat, in January. don't eat in January at all. <laughs> Skip the eating, wait till February, and then start to think about, okay, I can, you know, meal prep, I can try different recipes, what you like, what works, what doesn't, what doesn't freeze well, what does, get that ready. Okay, Mm -hmm. wonderful. All right, so the next thing I want to talk about, which we could have also talked about first, is faith. Mm -hmm. Talk about what role faith and thinking higher plays in your happiness. So I think this is obviously different for every single person, but a big thing for me last year when I wasn't feeling a ton of joy at the beginning of first year was realizing where that joy was coming from. And so when I started investing more time in my quiet time and going to church, I started to realize if Jesus is the source of my joy, then I need to seek that out more. Mm. And if that's the ultimate source of my joy, I think that it's important for everyone to find what their own source is, whether that's Jesus or not. Everyone is so different. Yeah. And so every day when I'm driving to school, I'll play worship music, and that kind of reminds me where that joy is coming from. Mm -hmm. And that kind of gets me to this point where if I'm overflowing with joy, then you can't help but share it with people when you walk in the lecture hall. Yeah. And I think it's so cool if you guys start thinking for a deeper purpose, whether that is nature, the environment, religion, getting somewhere outside of yourself, because it helps you kind of relinquish a little bit of control. Cause you're yeah. like, I know something bigger than me is taking care of me today. Right. And also it makes you feel in control cause you're choosing that path. <laughs> exactly. So for Lindsay, faith is very important to her. She got joy out of it. If you guys get joy from something else, figure out what those things are and seek them out. And that bigger purpose helps you even every day, just having that motivation to go to school and sit through lectures and study because mm. it's not just, oh, I need to do these things and check it off my list. It's I am here to train in this trade to yes. become a veterinarian. Right. And that's the ultimate reason that I'm there. And I feel like that kind of helps me to take a deep breath after exams, just knowing, you know, Jesus has me in this exact place at this exact time mm-hmm. in order to prepare me to be a veterinarian. Yeah. I feel like it could help with complaining too. Cause if I'm starting <laughs> to complain about something, if I stop and say, wait a second, wait a second, I don't have to complain about this right now because I know something bigger is going on. Right. Why don't I look for what that bigger purpose is? How could this help me in the future? Exactly. It's so much bigger than those little things that are easy yes. to get caught up on. Agreed. Okay. Wonderful. So the, that month that you all choose faith, or if you choose it, whatever the word is, maybe spirituality, mm-hmm. maybe deeper purpose, higher purpose, source of joy. I like that. Find the source of joy. And, you know, maybe that could have also been, yeah, like January or January month. What is the joy going to be? But it's also a heavy topic. So maybe Mm -hmm. get in some uh, meal prepping first and then approach what is your source of joy, Mm -hmm. something deeper than you. Take some time to reflect. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So now you mentioned music. And I put music on as one of our daily happiness hacks, but I want to make it more than music, but music and podcasts and other resources. So which outside resources do you go to, to help keep you up, keep you going, keep you happy? I, music is a big one for me, kind of like I mentioned worship music, but also beyond that, I love, you know, any kind of like the Jonas Brothers, Shawn Mendes, that kind of stuff. If I put that on while I'm studying or just to take a study break, like mm-hmm. you're automatically happier after. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, another thing, I always listen to podcasts like when I'm driving or like I said, meal prepping and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And a podcast that I've been obsessed with lately is Crime Junkie, which oh, I feel like is it su- true crime? It, yes. Oh, God. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of people are surprised when I tell them that I'm like, I love the true crime stuff, but mm-hmm. it really takes you kind of to a different world and mm-hmm. it takes your mind off of things from that day. Yes. And I love getting invested in that for 45 minutes or however long it is. I think that's what music's biggest purpose could be is escape. Yeah. And that's what the podcast is doing for you as well is giving your minds a chance to chill out. Yep. <laughs> take a break. And there's there's a lot of science behind music. The fact that you guys maybe can't remember your OCHEM info a second after you walk out, but you can remember the song you learned in third grade. Right. You know, there's something going on there. So finding what music and what podcasts spark joy for you yep. is super important. I'm going to go ahead and give my two cents on some podcasts. So I already mentioned Happier with Gretchen Rubin. I would really love it if you all started listening to a daily news wrap up so you can stay uh, aware of current events. Mm -hmm. Again, it's taking you outside of yourself, keeping you probably grateful and happy that maybe you're hearing things that are going on in other parts of the world Mm -hmm. and you can be grateful for what you have, which will in turn make you do more for others. Right. And something I've been learning a lot about, you know, you'll hear people say, um, well, it's, it's better not to be happy because why should I be happy when so many other people are suffering? Well, is you being sad helping those who are suffering? Right. It's not. But su- uh, studies show that the happier you are, the more good you do. Oh. Sometimes people think that being happier means you're selfish. Mm. And trying to make yourself happier is selfish. And the opposite is true. Right. The happier we get, the more we're going to give back. The mm-hmm. more we're going to help charity. The more we're going to smile when others are feeling down and they'll know they can rely on you and talk with you. Mm -hmm. So I want, I hope if y'all are listening and you're already choosing happy, that this makes you feel better about your choice. And if you've gone the other way where you've leaned towards, I don't want to be happy when so many others are suffering, get that high energy going and help those who are suffering. That's going to help them so much more. And I think that empathy and happiness are so separate Mm. because you can be positive throughout the day. But if a friend is going through something or is in a dark place, then you need to sit with them and not force that positivity on them. Oh, so true. Choose, literally choose happy in that (laughs) moment and maybe don't choose to be happy in their face, but get down in that well with them. Right. For sure. Absolutely. Um, So that's why I want you guys to be aware of current events so you can start thinking about yourselves on a different level, know what's going on in the community around you. So NPR has a really good one called Up First, and it's a daily podcast where you can learn what's going on in the country and the world. So I would do that. And uh, I also want you guys to listen to a financial podcast. (laughs) Um, Pick one that you like. I like Oh My Dollar. It's It's a young, cool chick and a gentleman, and they go over ways to think about finances, Mm -hmm. help you manage your money a little bit better. Uh, It helps you travel more if you want to travel. So um, with Lindsay's crime podcast (laughs) and my uh, more current event ones, you'll be set to rob the bank and get away with it. (laughs) Get ready. Uh, Okay. So that month will be about music, podcasts, and other outside resources. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I really like this one that you do. This is the planning events to look forward to. Yes. Talk about that. So especially with vet school, you get your schedule before the semester and you know what the entire semester is going to look like. 
So whenever we get our schedules, I like to write down which weekends we don't have an immediate exam after, like a Monday, Tuesday exam. And I'll look at those weekends and I'll think, okay, it's this month, it's this weather, I need to catch up with this friend. So like last year, I would schedule an Airbnb with my sister just at Cedar Key, and it's just a quiet place. And it was right after an anatomy exam, and I knew, okay, I'm going to need a little mental break with my sister and just have some quality time. This year we went to St. Augustine just with a few classmates and it was something that we planned I think like two or two and a half months before and we were so excited about it leading up to it. So it was something to look forward to when we were had those late night study nights and be yeah. like, I can't wait for St. Augustine. Yeah. So I think it's important to plan ahead because once you get to those weekends or that free time, a lot of times you're tired and you don't want to go do things and get out of the apartment. Mm-hmm. But I think if things are pre-planned, then it kind of forces you to have those moments to yourself. Ugh, I love this idea, especially since we do provide the whole schedule. So it'll be a lot easier when you guys get to vet school to know when to take a break. When will you need a break? Mm-hmm. And I love that Lindsay recognized that she's not going to want to plan things when the right. anatomy exam is over. You're going to be exhausted. Right. So have something to look forward to. Don't put more work on yourself to do it spur of the moment. Right. Plan it out. And it doesn't have to be big things, like right. spending money or getting an Airbnb. It mm-hmm. can be little things like, okay, Monday after the exam, we're going to go get mimosas or ice cream, yeah. or we're going to watch a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. It's the little things too that you can look forward to. And those are the things you're going to remember when you graduate. Exactly. You <laughs> won't remember how you did on an anatomy exam, but you will remember when you went to the farmer's market. Right. Yeah. I have this clear member- memory of my lab partners last year, we were in anatomy and I don't know if we were all a little overwhelmed or if we all just kind of getting to a burnt out point, but we were the only ones that left anatomy lab this day early. So we just walked out confidently. We went to, I think there was like a book sale. We went and got ice cream and we all felt so refreshed and none of us regretted it. Like you, you never go get ice cream and then afterwards say, oh, I regret doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Double scoop. How did you do on the anatomy exam? I mean, I think I do better when I take little mental breaks and I take time to refresh like that. A lot of science behind working in waves, working for a little bit, taking a break, the the cram does not work long term. Nope. So I under, I mean I totally get it. If you have to cram, that happens. But if you can take little breaks to refresh yourself, you're going to remember that information more. You're going to be happier and healthier. And another thing that goes along with that is never feeling guilty if you see other people around you doing work. Because I think in those moments oh. of walking out of lab, or if I take a night off of studying and I tell my friends that the next day and they're like, oh my gosh, you didn't open up your backpack. Like I realized in myself, like that was better for me in that moment. And Mm. I don't want to feel guilty. And that's, I think that's a big thing that people learn in their first year of vet school, because you'll see everyone studying around you, or you'll see people post about studying. And I had to realize, you know, I know myself better than anyone else. And I know what I need right now. Really good advice to not compare yourself to anyone else ever. Um, But specifically there, if you're seeing everybody studying, you don't have to feel guilty that you're not, if you know Mm -hmm. you're doing what's best for you. Exactly. If you know you should be studying, then I'm okay with you feeling guilty. (laughs) Exactly. But if you know this is what's going to help you for sure, take Mm -hmm. that break. Get to know yourself. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay. Now let's talk about becoming involved in the school. So you're the morale chair. Yes. Which means it's your job to keep everybody high and happy, which I, I think you so do a great job at it. But you were telling me that you feel like being involved helps you stay happier. It does. I I think especially with morale chair, I think back to 
when I got the position because it was our first week of vet school and I was so exhausted because like I said, I was going home and just studying all night. I think I even remember I, I wasn't really talking to my roommate every night because I was like, I need to study. And um, we had elections the first week of school and a friend from undergrad nominated me for it because she just knew, you know, you have a lot of energy. I think you'd be good at morale chair. And I was like, I feel the least morale of my life right morale-y. now. <laughs> and I think that getting that position almost it wasn't necessarily a pressure, but more of an accountability of if I, you know, remain positive and I have this morale to share with people, like I think that means more to me to be able to share that morale than just to have it to myself. Lindsay gets to be the morale chair. I'm going to say gets to because yes. it's, it's a privilege, but yeah. also she does a lot of work. But not everyone is suited for the morale chair. Why don't you guys just get involved in something you love? Mm-hmm. When you find out what sparks that joy and mm-hmm. then you're choosing joy and happiness, get involved and let others see that. Exactly. Whether it is being involved in the Aquatic Animal Club, mm-hmm. if it is being in the Veterinary Business Club. Um, we also have, I'm going to start a knitting club at the vet school. Yes. So anytime, <laughs> if you have a uh, like something that you love, get involved. It will keep you accountable to keep doing mm-hmm. the thing you love. And when you get involved with clubs with things that you're interested in, like you said, for me, it's aquatics. And whenever I go to aquatics meetings, whether they're exec meetings or general body meetings, that reminds me of my passion for aquatics. And that's refreshing leaving that meeting, just knowing, you know, this is the bigger thing that I'm accomplishing, I guess. Correct. We're all about the bigger picture here, bigger folks. Picture. <laughs> Talk to me about yoga. Oh, this is going to be a whole separate podcast. I love yoga. <laughs> I So at that same time during my first year when I kind of hit a point of I'm just studying all day and not taking time for myself, I realized that I needed something that was going to help me both mentally and physically. So I remember I called a local yoga studio and I was like, are you open? Can I take this class? Do you have a spot? And I just went and bought a membership and I have not looked back. And that has been a huge thing for me, not only for my physical health and staying in shape, but also mentally, because I look forward to that, whether it's, you know, some weeks I can only go one time a week. Sometimes I'll go six times a week. And, you know, no matter what works with your schedule, it's just that feeling of walking out and knowing I'm ready to go study or I'm ready to go relax with my cats. But that has been a huge thing for me that I look forward to at the end of the day. Um, I was asking Lindsay, because she was mentioning that she does yoga a lot, but that she's done um, like a boxing class before. And I'm like, you know, did you notice any difference in weight gain, energy, et cetera? What did you tell me? I, so I used to do these really intense boxing classes and I know a lot of people enjoy them and I had fun and I think I learned self-defense, but I would always be so nervous on driving to the class. I, it was really intense. I would be throwing up during the workout. And I remember I would leave feeling like, oh, I did something for my physical health, but I would never feel less stressed than when I was driving there nervous about the class. And I never really noticed like a change in my health or anything. I just thought, you know, this is really good for me because it's so intense. And when I started doing yoga, I like ended up losing weight and I noticed a difference in my energy levels just because it was something I enjoyed so much. And I felt so happy just being in that community. And like I said, every time I walked out out of that class, I felt better than when I went in. So I think the best part about that is what works for some people Mm -hmm. and what looks good on paper doesn't necessarily work for you. Right. Find the workout, the activity, the faith that suits you the best Mm -hmm. and go with that. Because on paper, I I definitely would think boxing is going to be the better workout (laughs) and and get out the most stress. But for Lindsay, it's yoga, which Mm -hmm. I totally understand now that you're explaining it. So 
try different things, Mm -hmm. find out what works best for you and pick the one that meets your needs physically, mentally, and emotionally. And when you enjoy it, you're going to want to go more and you're going to do it more often and that's going to be better for your overall health. Yeah. There shouldn't be any dreading going on in any of the activities that we choose. Exactly. I'm okay with it if you dread your neurology exam. (laughs) But I'm not okay with it if you dread, you know, the meal that you prepped the night before. We can choose to make those decisions. Exactly. All right. So get ready to pick an outside activity, preferably an exercise activity (laughs) to keep you healthy that will um, keep you happy. Yep. All right. Now, when you get home, what's the first thing that you do after a long day with your cats? So every single day when I come home, I will set my backpack down on the counter. I'll set my phone down. No matter if I'm in a rush to get somewhere or if I have a ton of things I need to do that night, I will sit on the couch with my cat and just relax. And that's, I have two cats, but one of them is a little crazy, so he doesn't like this relaxed time with me. But my older cat will just, I'll sit there and I'll kind of think back to the day, I'll clear my mind, and I'll just enjoy that time with him because I'm an ultimately a cat lady. I always look forward to going home to my cats. And I really enjoy those five minutes and I... It's not something that I necessarily like carve out time to do or anything, but every time when I go home, like I need those five minutes to just sit there and not think about anything, not turn on the TV, not look at my phone. I will just sit there with my cat and take a breath. So that month is going to be the ritual month. Mm -hmm. I want everyone to think about considering putting in a ritual because this is an inadvertent ritual for you, but you do it every day and it makes you feel better. Whether it's when you get home, If it's in the morning, I know that Gretchen Rubin likes to get in her bed at night and just like take a second to relish being like laying down and being cozy in the sheets. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is that you need five minutes for, it could be five minutes, it could be 10, it could be one minute, Mm -hmm. but something you do every day that you enjoy that helps you cut off everything else, Mm -hmm. phone, TV, I agree with having some kind of stereo static going on there and just enjoying that time alone. Mm -hmm. And investing in your pets, too. And, and I know, I'm sure most of you have pets, so that could be your pet time. Exactly. Okay, so having a ritual. Um, you pair your Netflix with something. What do you pair it with? Yeah, so I I love watching short sitcoms like New Girl and Friends. And if I would sit on the couch and watch it, which I still do a lot, but if I sit on the couch and watch it, I find myself clicking next episode, next episode, and kind of falling into this black hole of Netflix. So I started pairing it with the treadmill at my apartment gym because you can log in, you can use it as the TV, and I will run further than I've ever ran if I (laughs) want to find out what's going to happen next in the show. And it's great because I'll run for one episode or two episodes, and I just know that I look forward to that time because it is still taking your mind off things, Mm -hmm. but it's still great for your health too. So um, it's one of the strategies for starting new habits. If you want to do something healthy, pair it with something that you enjoy. Mm -hmm. So the healthy piece would be the treadmill, something you enjoy. And I'm sure you also enjoy the treadmill, but that's (laughs) (laughs) some of you at home might. But you want to pair that with something you really love like Netflix. So if you want to start a new habit, running, walking, working out, even like listening to podcasts might Mm -hmm. be the thing you want to start that's healthy for you. Pair it with something you love like running. Right. So combine healthy with, I don't want to say it's unhealthy, but healthy with fun. And things you look forward to. And things you look forward to, because then you're going to want to keep doing those things. Yeah. So for example, with the meal prep, for some people, meal prep might be, they might dread meal prep. Honestly, I I will say I hate going to the grocery store. I I loathe going (laughs) to the grocery store, but I've started listening to podcasts in my AirPods 
during the grocery shopping. Oh. So now I look forward to it. I like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So find something. So for the meal prep, if you guys love Daddy Yankee, put on Daddy Yankee. <laughs> I love Daddy Yankee. So if you love Daddy Yankee, put Daddy Yankee on while you meal prep and you look forward to it. I didn't know who Daddy Yankee was until the past week. Everyone's been posting Spotify, my Spotify yes. things. Yeah. And everyone had Daddy Yankee. And I was like, I have to look up this person. I've never heard of And them. what do you think? Uh, I, you haven't not listened Not my yet? type, but... Oh. <laughs> I was just curious. So everyone at home, part of your homework will also be to listen <laughs> to Daddy, Daddy Yankee. Yankee. So it's the reggaeton. It's really, it's <laughs> hip hop fitnessy. It's really fun. So go ahead and listen to that. <laughs> so you schedule in friendship time. Mm-hmm. Talk about it. So I, and I don't want to make this sound cold or super scheduled, but I really do have you know my to-do list every day and sometimes in my calendar on my computer I will put just someone's name in my calendar and that's just my reminder because I'm the kind of person where I love checking things off my list so if I feel like you know I have this list of things to do but I schedule in things that are keeping up with old friends or talking to you know a friend that's in Gainesville that I haven't seen in a while and just whether it's texting them or sometimes I'll write little letters or I'll FaceTime people or even if it's my parents and I will schedule that into my to-do list because then I still kind of feel like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm staying motivated. I'm staying proactive tonight or productive tonight and I can check that off my list. And it's always refreshing to talk to a friend, whether it's while you're cooking dinner or just even just think of someone random from years ago that you haven't talked to in a while like sometimes that can be some of the most rewarding conversations because they'll ask you know what are you up to and I'm like oh I'm in vet school this is why I'm doing it this is why I love it and then I leave that conversation feeling ready to study for the night one of the greatest indicators of happiness are strong and fulfilling relationships and we all know if we don't put time into them or if the person in the relationship isn't putting time into with us that relationship is going to peter out and it's no longer going to be fruitful And when you get to vet school, it's going to be more challenging to have strong relationships Mm -hmm. with folks who are outside of the vet school. Mm -hmm. So scheduling in time to me does not sound cold. It sounds quite brilliant. (laughs) Um, Whether it's family members, friends, catching up with old friends, Mm -hmm. it's something you look forward to. Mm -hmm. It's making sure you get it done and it's keeping that relationship alive. Exactly. For those of you who don't love talking on the phone. I think texting is fine, but I do want, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, I want you to be comfortable talking on the phone because as a veterinarian, you have to make phone calls. Yes. You have to call others. So go ahead and practice with people who love you and like you. (laughs) And we'll forgive you. And and we'll forgive you (laughs) if you're a little awkward on the phone, but practice that. So stay in the habit of FaceTiming, Mm -hmm. Skyping, phone. Um, and of course, like if you want to schedule in actual face to face time with them, that's lovely. Right. Of course. But I also love the idea of letters. And that's another thing with pairing too, because if you think, okay, I'm going to call this friend while I'm cooking a meal or sometimes oh, I'll, I'll I invite... love talking on the phone while I cook. Really? I love <laughs> it, it makes it feel fast too. Love it. By quickly. Yep. Or like inviting a friend to yoga. Cause then it's that day. Okay. I get to catch up with this friend and I get to do my yoga that I wanted to do. Uh, and I think something, if you hate something combining with that, like traffic, I'm really working yeah. on my traffic my road rage Gainesville if I if I you guys Gainesville is a lovely town but sometimes the traffic is tough I I often call like my friend Morgan I'll call her in the traffic or my sister Katie and it's nice to pass the time it goes by so much quicker mm-hmm. so we like pairing things that we love with things we don't love yep mm-hmm. okay and our last our last one. Oh, so for you guys for your month go ahead and like pick a month and schedule a friend maybe once a week once mm-hmm. every other week to get into that habit 
Our last one is one Lindsay is working on. Mm. And I said, we have to have this one because it's so critical to happiness, productivity, and energy. And I think the big thing here that we haven't said out loud, all of these things take energy. Yes. You have energy. Yes. And you don't have to have, be bouncing off the walls to have energy, but all these things take some time and effort and planning. And if you don't get good sleep, Mm. it's going to be harder (laughs) to be energetic. So talk to me about your struggles with sleep and your goals. So, and kind of with all of these habits we've talked about to help wrap it up is that I've been working on these things for over a year. Like I realized that point in my first year, you know, this isn't healthy. And so I started working on those things at different times. I didn't kind of throw everything at once and start to try to live a healthier lifestyle. Um, So right now what I'm working on is sleeping because I have this really bad habit of when I have an exam the next morning, I will kind of not necessarily wait until the last minute, but I will not go to sleep knowing that I can study more. So I'll stay up really late and then I'll set an alarm for like three hours later and get up and get to school and sit in the quiet in the, in the quiet time room. And um, and so I really don't get a lot of sleep the nights before exams. And it always affects me that day because I'll have to go home and nap after the exam like today. And so what in my mind I thought, okay, it's okay if every couple of weeks I kind of pull an all-nighter or I'm drinking a lot of caffeine. Like that's okay if it's every once in a while. Yeah. But now that we have six lot. exams in two weeks, yep. I'm like, I can't keep this habit up. I think since you've gotten the other 11 down pretty well <laughs> that you could work on this and be ready to go for next semester, which is just as intense, mm-hmm. if not more. Um, my advice for better sleep, I've got a couple things. I think the first thing you need to do is learn how much sleep you need. Mm-hmm. So I've learned I need seven and a half hours of sleep. Eight hours is too much. Mm-hmm. It makes me want to keep sleeping. Okay. So my body naturally gets up at seven and a half hours and I move. So that means for me, if I want to get up at 630, mm-hmm. I don't go to bed until seven and a half hours beforehand. So I make myself self stay awake. So learn your schedule. So you plan it out really I plan well. it out and I use okay. the bedtime app. Okay. So I plan it out. Uh, another thing that I do is for me to go to sleep, I need to listen to something. So mm-hmm. if I listen to podcasts, I listen to um, Netflix, but I don't have it on. I put it on my phone so the light doesn't bother my eyes. Oh, smart. Mm-hmm. And I would tell you guys one of the really cool podcasts they have out there. It's called, I believe it's called Sleep With Me. Okay. Um, you could find it on Spotify and it's a man who will talk in rambling nonsense And it's so monotone and so boring that you fall asleep. So I would encourage you guys to find uh, maybe an app that will help you. If you need to exercise before you need to go to bed, whatever you need, but don't necessarily prescribe to the eight hours. Not everybody needs eight hours. Right. Do you know how many hours you need to feel refreshed? See, I don't even know. I would I feel that's like I'm always one. tired, whether I get too little or too much. So I think it's a, a good time to find out would be a weekend. Okay. A weekend when you have nothing to do. And another thing that you guys could do, which I tried but didn't necessarily work for me, they have alarm clocks that wake you up with light. Oh, okay. Because I like to get up when the sun comes up, but right. in the winter winter time, it's not it helpful. Doesn't come up. <laughs> but you could buy some things that will help you. Okay. So I think step one: explore sleep in general, mm-hmm. learn how much you need, and then get a couple strategies going. So it's all about learning yourself and learning what's going to make you happier. <laughs> Lindsay, what advice do you have for pre-vet students as we wrap up? I think my biggest piece of advice and something that relates to all these habits we've talked about is starting those habits now if you are a pre-vet student 
because if you start those habits now, you can carry them into vet school and start applying them as soon as you, you know, walk into that lecture hall the first day. Exactly. And you have the whole year of 2020 to put these 12 happiness habits for vet school into play. If you want to knock them all out in January, go and do it. I'm sure you can. I support you in that. Uh, so go ahead and check those habits out. Um, you know, if you need help, you can call our office and I can help you organize your life and figure out how you want to do this. Uh, I want to thank Lindsay for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. I've smiled a lot. Yes, she's (laughs) smiling and I appreciate it. I want to remind you guys and thank Gretchen Rubin, who has taught me a lot about happiness. So check out her podcast and her books. And I am Alex Avellino and we will talk to you soon.